And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Uh, I, I got these for you. What am I meant to do with these? Lemonade, lemon chicken, lemon tart, lemon cake, lemon meringue, lemon bitters, lemon pudding slice. Lemon cream, lemon butter, lemon tea, lemon loaf, lemon jelly, lemon crumble, marrow, lemon rope. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Friday, February 25th. This is The Drop. I'm J.E. Skeets, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Hey, everybody. Hey, Tassie. We got our top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. hey yo. Hey, hey yo. The international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. Mm. Um. And finally, making the magic happen, super producer J.D. Hello. There he is. Here we are. How you holding up, J.D., after doing those three amazing, <laughs> amazing top 75 guests of all-time videos that we dropped over the last week. Yeah, feel great. It was a team effort. I mean, Tass did the uh, front end, which was... Yep. Uh, I don't envy him for going through. That's a lot of footage he went through. So, uh, way to go, Tass. Yeah. yeah. Way to go, JD. <laughs> you taught, you taught me what a line cut was, and uh, felt good. Felt good. There were some great shots, especially seeing the chargers behind us especially behind lee there was a great shot of a charger <laughs> yeah. just dangling out on the wall that yeah. was that was my favorite shot of the three episodes <laughs> oh what about when my i had like looping earrings they appeared to look like because of my headphones and yeah. nobody told me well you look like my nan and i thought that's a cool look you got <laughs> oh, going on that's how she used to have with the glasses you know and i was like that's oh, true no, that's yeah. what it looked like yeah. in, in part three i guess that was happening uh, uh anyway check those out uh again <laughs> Tass did a lot of the heavy lifting uh, at the front, like JD said, and then JD did an awesome job cutting those, those together and making them really slick. So check out those three videos posted on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, breaking our top 75 guests of all time down, 1 through 25. 
26 through 50, 51 through 75. <laughs> 75 gams. I'm seeing Lee's legs. That was that was <laughs> oh. prominent in episode one. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, there's yeah. the legs. There's the point. Here. <laughs> There's <laughs> the point. Um, look, and before we get started here, uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't address what is going on in the world right now, because I think I speak for everybody. It can feel weird at times to, like, talk hoops as Russia attacks Ukraine. Mm. It can feel weird, yucky, whatever you want to call it. But No Dunks is a basketball podcast, so if you're in the mood, maybe you're done with the doom scrolling for a second, you want to have some larfs, talk a little hoops, that's what No Dunks is here for. By the way, we also put a link in the YouTube sort of uh, show notes. If you want to help out the Ukraine, click that link and uh, get to work there. But let's talk a little basketball. Let's talk games. Because it was it. back last night. I didn't really realize when the schedule sort of hit me in the face last night, there were so many games on. I just sort of thought, yeah, it'll be two or three. You know, we'll get the team. One warm-up game. But there was a lot. And uh, we're going to start with DeRozan, Trey, continuing this insane streak that he's on 37 points last night as the Bulls beat the Hawks. I don't know what's crazier right now. How many clutch shots DeRozan is hitting or the fact that he's able to keep the wilt streak going 37 last night for DeMar on 15 of 21 shooting. (laughs) Incredible stuff. Eight straight games now with 35 or more points and 50% or better field goal percentage. Uh, It's a super cherry-picked stat, but like Lee said, (laughs) if you're cherry-picking against Wilt Chamberlain, pick away, boys! Mm. It wasn't just the game-winner and the game-winning free throw for DeRozan. He also had a shot with about 46 seconds left that brought the Bulls to within one, and then he hit the exact same shot against Bogdanovich again. Like, Bogdanovich was lucky to not get called for sliding under DeRozan on the first one, so he slid a little further under on the second one, got called for uh, the foul. DeRozan knocked down the free throw. Five points in the final minute to win the game and extend the streak. Saw on the Bulls Twitter today that DeRozan is now on a short list of players to score 35 plus in eight straight games. Here are the others. Wilt Chamberlain, Elgin Baylor, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, and James Harden. Less cherry pick stat, just as impressive. That's a solid list right there. Yeah. Um, at this point, though, it's like I feel and very confidently expect DeRozan to win every game mm-hmm. for the Bulls when it comes down to the fourth quarter. Right. You hear the announcers, they're like, it's DeRozan time. Then he gets the ball, he shoots it, and it's going in. It came down to basically DeRozan versus Danilo Gallinari. Was feeling pretty confident in that one, but that was incredible stuff from DeRozan. Six straight wins for the Bulls. Uh, they've been doing it against pretty easy competition, but you got to beat the bad teams to have a good record. Still in first place for most of 2022. Great start to the end part of the season for the Bulls. I was going to say second half. Yeah, the home stretch. I mean, I think they're going to the finals, obviously, so they do have another four months ahead of them, but uh, the home stretch, I think that's nice. It, this is, it's unreal at this point. I've run out of like words yeah. to describe the run that DeRozan's on and the shots that he's hitting and the percentage, the efficiency he's doing at, because everybody knows, like Trey said, everybody knows, especially in the fourth quarter, we know where the ball's going. We know we're going to run a couple guys at him, and it's still a pump fake party, He's completely in control. Yeah. I'll get to my spots, and everything seems to be going in. It's wild. Yeah, uh, the fourth quarter obviously stands out. Uh, I felt a bit sorry for Kevin Knox, who got some burn last night, and said, hey, go and defend DeMar DeRozan. DeMar <laughs> said, okay, I'm just going to get him back to the bench here in about 30 seconds. Yeah. He went back. But the fourth quarter obviously was great, but this was the whole game as well. DeRozan just so many times he got the ball, have a little shimmy, a little shake. He had that sort of Kyrie Irving sort of double fake, if you remember that, against Steph Curry earlier on in the game. And he can just get to the hole anytime he wants. And that's what's good. Now, remember, the Bulls had Zach Levine out that potentially was for a few weeks. 
and I don't think they missed. Uh, they lost the game with him being out. They won. Uh, they've won six straight here. So that was fantastic. But let's also give some love to uh, Io last oh, night what a for both yeah. ends of the floor. Yeah. I thought he really defended Trey Young well. Got him into a turnover, blocked a shot late, and just made life very difficult for him. And then had a beautiful step back as well and hit it. And, and Crossover, Yeah, great. I mean, he looked fantastic. So if you can get that sort of uh, help from your role players, especially a rookie role player like Desumu, the Bulls' ceiling, it's... I don't... I mean, I don't think they're better than the Bucks. Yeah. I don't think... I mean, Philadelphia, with the Joel Embiid factor there, I think the Sixers are better. But man, it is really hard to see how the Bulls can't look at those two teams and go, we can take both of these teams. I mean, it's not crazy to say that no. the, the Bulls could make it out of the East here. Well, I not especially if so. DeRozan in any series could be the best player on the floor, yeah. even including Giannis and Embiid in the yeah. potential series like that, just at the level he's playing right now. For right? sure. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like, who who have you got out of either of those teams, Milwaukee and Philadelphia, who can actually stop DeRozan? Right. Really? I mean, it's a Milton who's going to be on him. DeRozan will take that match up any day, or a Tobias Harris. So, it's, uh, it's incredible right now what Chicago's doing. And I mean, the Hawks led this game with just over a minute to go mm-hmm. uh, after coming off a terrible start. And then it was Gallinari, shockingly, doing it. And Bogdanovich played well as well. They like, actually went at DeRozan, which you oh, haven't yeah. seen a lot yeah. of teams do this season. Like, they were sort of like picking him out. What teams do to Trey Young on the yeah. other side of things, you know? And they were going at DeMar, like, make him play defense. You know, that's that's still not his strong suit. No. It never will be at this point. I'm Just sure, making but... him work is yeah. what you're trying to do there. Exactly. And, and the Hawks did a really good job there. But when it's closing time, it's him and Chris Paul. It's like, if the ball's in their hands... Yeah. That team is so almost certainly going to win the game. Yeah, anything to add to this one? Well, it stinks for the Hawks that they didn't have DeAndre Hunter at the end of the game. He had an illness, so he was out of the game. That would have been Bogdanovich's spot, you know, guarding uh, DeMar DeRozan there with a little bit more length. So that sucks for them, and it sucks that they missed their last four shots. They were leading, uh, as Lee said there. They're up three, and uh, they just couldn't capitalize. So Trey comes down. Ice was against DeMar, and, and they don't switch, and DeMar's out there on step back. Yeah, short, but they get the ball back, and then a bad shot. And then Trey got to the rim, missed, and then uh, Bogdanovich just ISO. So it's... I uh, could have gone the other way easily with one make at the end. And the Hawks offense hasn't been a problem this season, but here we are, Eastern Conference finalist of last year, and it sure looks like this team isn't going to get out of the 9-10 matchup. Not even just the 7-8 matchup uh, in the play-in tournament, but now with the Brooklyn Nets coming together, uh, it looks like those top eight are pretty solidified, and uh, the Nets and Raptors are up there at 7-8, and the top six are almost out of the picture. So it's just kind of stinky for the Hawks here that they – uh, may end up being in that matchup and then have to go on the road uh, where they are a very bad team. Mm. Uh, so that's uh, that's that's a very unfortunate how this whole thing is playing out. They obviously didn't have John Collins in this game, and that would have been a big factor too. Yeah, and Trey, bad, bad game. 3 of 17, mm. 0 for 5 from distance, even 8 of 11, missing a free uh, few freebies there. Um, one thing with the Bulls, I saw you uh, sort of jokingly tweet about it with a photo of you <laughs> and Tristan Thompson, but Tristan Thompson <laughs> you know, played for Chicago, and had a really good game off the bench. He played 13 <laughs> minutes, didn't miss a shot. He got to the line a lot, missed a couple there, but six rebounds as well. 11 and six. I mean, you are you're laughing if that's the type of production you're going to get. Yeah, if Tristan Thompson averages a point a minute for the rest of the season, <laughs> yeah. the Bulls are looking pretty good yeah. here. But he gave the Bulls exactly what they were looking for as a backup big. He's smart. Like, he knows how to play. Obviously, he's won a championship. He's physical. He's got the size. He hits the glass. And he doesn't need the ball. So, anytime he scores, it's kind of like gravy. So, yeah, really great game. I've seen a few Tristan Thompson games in the past couple of years. I I imagine this is his best game in the past three seasons. I don't know if that's true, but, like, 
he was making moves in the half court and dunking yeah. off of a drive, yeah. like wild yeah. stuff. So shout out to the Bulls adding a Canadian boy uh, just to <laughs> yeah. lock things in this year. Yeah, absolutely revitalized after playing with the Kings this year. You see it with him. Uh, you see it with Marvin Bagley in Detroit last mm-hmm. night. Looking very, very good. Sometimes just a little change of scenery yeah, brings out the best interest in Thompson, obviously, because he was a starting center on a championship team. and. He can dunk. <laughs> Especially if that change of scenery is getting the hell out of Sacramento. Yeah, I mean, you're on a team that's got real aspirations yeah. this season. And I thought in that fourth quarter, he gave them real good energy. That you know, He's known for his offensive rebounding, his energy, his hustle. That's what they really need because Vooch, as good as he can be offensively, can be still a problem physically, defensively. Mm-hmm. So if you've got a guy who's got six fouls and maybe 15 minutes and he's going to give it everything, Tristan Thompson could be a nice little addition here for the Bulls. All right, well, let's keep it going. Jason Tatum. Scores 30 as the Celtics romp the Brooklyn Nets again. I mean, just it wasn't that long ago before the All-Star break that they killed them. Uh, 129 to 106. Boston looked uh, pretty dominant. They've been awesome since, what, January, really yeah. late December. Yeah, the game itself, not much to talk about. Jason Tatum had a massive dunk, mm-hmm. beautiful stuff there. But it was a blowout pretty much from the start. Really, the, it's the games, it's the story within the teams here. And I'll start with Brooklyn because, you know, Tass sort of mentioned they're, they're getting their guys back. Well, they're still probably a couple of weeks away from getting... Uh, well, certainly Ben Simmons won't be ready for a little bit of time here. Kevin Durant soon. They're saying Durant potentially next week. Yeah, like, potentially. And um, I keep thinking today's Monday, but it's yeah, Friday. Yeah. <laughs> and then even Kyrie Irving may be able to return to the floor too soon if they lift this uh, vaccine mask mandate, maybe. That's not confirmed, but it certainly looks like things are heading that way. And then they've got Goran Dragic. They've signed him. He's not ready to play now. I don't think he's going to have much of an impact. But certainly, based on what we saw last night, the team's going to look very different in three weeks' time here. So it's really just the Nets. How long can they hold on? How long... They're treading water right now. Are they going to be able to still get out of this sort of play-in situation? Because right now, they're three and a half back of the Celtics and two and a half back still of the uh, Toronto Raptors. So the Nets can't really afford to drop too much further if they want to get out of that situation. But if they do, and Durant comes back... I mean, Durant's the one. I mean, all the other guys can be hit and miss. But if Kevin Durant comes back and is healthy then the Nets are a very, very dangerous team coming out of that potential seventh or sixth spot in the West in the Eastern Conference. So for them, that's great. And for the Boston Celtics, uh, apart from the loss against the uh, Detroit Pistons just before the All-Star game, we won't count that one, they're humming right now. They're, yeah. they're playing really good basketball. I mean, again, it's against the team that's depleted, but they pounded them again. As you mentioned earlier in the month, they did it by 60 points or something. I, I turned this even... game off. Of the yeah, half. It, was... I was like, it was like a 15-point lead, but it was like felt bigger. Uh, yeah, like, they were never close. Winning, and the Celtics are playing great. Yeah. They just kicked their ass in the first half. And so now they're nine games over 500, Boston. This is quite a surge here. And uh, Ime Udoka, his team, he really focuses on that defense. And that, to me, is the key because... Cavs may be just starting to slip a little bit here. If Boston can lock in that D, I like the Derek White addition. He came off the bench last night. They're one of those teams that could be a tough out come oh, yeah. uh, first round of the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. Uh, anything to add to the Celtics' victory? Definitely not to the victory. It was a spanker. Um, but the Brooklyn Nets are so interesting in that they're still talking about a championship, and they're eighth in the Eastern Conference. And... That would obviously be the lowest team, lowest seeded team to ever win a championship. And even Patty Mills, even a level-headed guy like Patty Mills, saying, "I came here for a championship. Once we get our guys together here in the next week or two, uh, they're going to have a, a bad little run of a schedule. This next, these next five games, they're almost like they can't win any of these games. Bucks, Raptors, Raptors, Heat, Celtics, and that's going to be depleted with a, a bunch of their guys out." 
but then they can make a little run and they are going to be in the playoffs. So this this little 16, 17 game window, really that's how many games they're going to have all their guys back. Uh, it's fascinating. It's a fascinating watch because they do have, I still think, the best player in the game when he comes back healthy and Kevin Durant. And so it's going to be a, yeah, a play-in tournament team with the possibility of winning a championship. <laughs> I mean, it's, So this it's is going to suck for like Trey's Bulls possibly or, you know, be it the Heat or the Sixers, like what you're saying and i believe you like when they get all back there they're going to be in the playoffs the nets are well they're going to probably be the seventh or eighth seed in the end i mean maybe like you said i mean they go on a real run and get really into it but it's probably going to be that so like the bulls could be facing them in the first round like, that would suck for them of course playing a you know a loaded nets team at that point yeah i mean i guess we'll see that the nets I, I just don't know what to make of them at all yeah. because it's like when are they ever going to have all their guys it feels like they're going to have all their guys like the week before the playoffs start. Yeah. and they have a good chance of figuring it out because with kevin durant on the floor they're 24 and 12 but with him missing they've lost 13 of their last 15 mm -hmm. so i would say it all comes down to whether or not kd is healthy if they even make it into the top six seeds because they could easily fall out of the bottom of the playoffs mm -hmm. at this point it feels mm -hmm. like do you also consider the Celtics like a part of sort of the elite group in the Eastern Conference or are they a tier down still but what they've done again with that defense basically being the best defense for the last two months in this league are you buying this I know they've beaten some crappy teams but they, 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 they're a different squad here and the additions yeah. of course Derek White we all love too so I think there's a tier one and then the Celtics are in the tier two yeah they can they can fight against anybody but I don't think they're an elite elite so they're in the contender. tier in your mind with the Bulls and you know Sixers yeah. or I don't really I guess you're, I'm assuming you have Bucks Nets as tier one, yeah. which is crazy. We're yeah, the Nets. The I mean, the, the Bulls are a lot closer to the Bucks than than the Celtics are, I think. Okay, um, but yeah, then the, then the Sixers are joining in, and so are the Celtics, and the Cavs the are still heat. young. But yeah, it's, <laughs> it's open. Crazy. Yeah, the Heat obviously. It's crazy. Yeah, the Heat are very close to the top as well. I mean, again, it's just like it's gonna feel unfair to some of the like top seeded teams in the eastern conference whoever ends one two or three for crying out loud are gonna have like usually we look at that and go well that's an easy mm. serious win i just don't think that's gonna be the case mm. there's gonna be, there could be an upset or two in terms of just the actual seeding a seventh or an eighth seed beating the first or second seed especially yep. in the east right yeah i mean the bulls lost one game i think though to the nets it was a blowout in chicago mm -hmm. but that was when they had certainly james harden played. they had all three yeah healthy. yeah so that's their best but that of course is now a completely different team without james harden there they've got a better defensive player in ben simmons a different offensive player but the guy just hasn't played either so to figure him to be able to sort of <laughs> Get into it's that. It's also Ben Simmons. Like, that's the yeah. crazy thing. Yeah. Think about the last time we saw Ben Simmons playing. He didn't want to shoot in the fourth yeah, quarter. Right, right. And now we're like, oh, he'll be back and healthy. I mean, championship favorites. Physically, he could be a good matchup for DeRozan. You know, he's got the size and the athleticism. But again, he's got to get out there and play and get some reps and get some, uh, you know, get some game shape under his legs. So, mm. I, I mean, you shouldn't fear the Nets. You should feel they're beatable. But of course, the Kevin Durant factor is always going to make things a little bit more difficult. Well, that's what's so weird like in both conferences really if you think about it with the lakers because if they have lebron and ad you're like geez they could probably beat anybody still if those guys are playing at an elite level maybe you don't because they don't have a lot of other talent but then yeah. the nets are the same thing with the, like, yeah if they I, have their star guys then i guess my point is you wouldn't be surprised if they don't even make the playoffs yeah. they lose one or two of the playing games they don't even get in there or they win the whole damn thing like it's that wide. I don't have the Nets as a, as a contender, like a serious one. No, I don't think they can win at all. 
Okay, and I, I guess think, the Lakers, you don't think that as well. Lakers, not a, okay. no chance okay. at all. I, I Look, I think... Well, Brooklyn, Vegas still thinks they could, of course. Uh, yeah, but Vegas... They just I want mean, to take your money. Exactly. Don't bet, kids, but uh, unless it's a sure thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> unless thing, you know you're right. <laughs> the thing is, I, I just feel, again, the Nets are going to be a tough team. I don't, don't see them beating potentially the Bulls and the Sixers and the Bucks or the Heat. I just don't see them yeah. having that good a run. And you doing know. it all on the road. Exactly, too. exactly. And, you know, everyone coming together. They, they, they'll be tough. No one's like going, yes, give me the Kevin Durant team. But at the same time, you shouldn't fear them. Okay. You're just like, this team just hasn't played enough together. Another game from last night. This one was really entertaining. I hope we get this playoff matchup. Uh, D'Angelo Russell scored 37, leads the Wolves past the Grizzlies. 119-114. What are you laughing at the way I said D'Angelo Russell? Yeah, I say, it came out Just the D'Angelo part. I just said it straight. The Russell was normal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> great, great game. Trey, uh, get a start on this one with your big takeaways. I don't want to start on this one. I, I don't want to. Why? starting to be impressed with the Timberwolves. Oh, <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't deny it. I can't deny it. They had that great win against the Hornets before the break, and this win reminded me a lot of that win because the Grizzlies honestly smashed the Wolves in this one. Like They, they had 26 offensive yeah. rebounds. I think the Wolves broadcast mentioned they had five offensive rebounds off of free throw attempts. Like That's wild that that happened. Memphis took 40 free throws. Minnesota took 25. Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards scored 27 points on 10 of 30 shooting. Towns barely played in the fourth quarter. I think uh, Ant was one for 11 Mm -hmm. in the game. But Minnesota still scrapped out a win, and it's all because of D'Angelo Russell. 37 for him, 23 in the fourth quarter. He also had three assists in the fourth quarter, finished with nine. It was just pick and roll every single time. And he could get whatever he wanted, whether it be like a sort of weird pick and roll that would run with Malik Beasley, kind of like popping out for a three he found him a couple of times he found roll men he would uh like he would turn the corner and just kind of like fake steven adams out of his ponytail (laughs) and then it finished with the layup there he really willed them to victory and you could totally see uh the grizzlies were missing dylan brooks i thought in this one zaire williams wasn't cutting it desmond bain wasn't cutting it jaw wasn't cutting it so incredible win (laughs) incredible win incredible clutch poise by the minnesota timberwolves Mm. and d'angelo russell I can't believe it. It's true. They're looking good, though. And look, before we went on All-Star break, mm-hmm. we talked about that one Wolves game where I was getting very upset with D'Angelo Russell. Get the fucking ball to, to Cat, like Towns. Remember that game? Yes, I, I do. Play. I do. And, but that's when Towns had hit a bunch of threes. You know, yeah. He was feeling it. You're like, you're the point guard, man. Get the ball to your star player. But in this one, it was, like Trey said, it was all D'Angelo Russell. And he was feeling it. <laughs> yeah. And, I definitely wasn't screaming, get the ball to somebody else last night. He's like, okay, yep. You, it's one of these games, and he has these explosions Yeah, uh, where he really willed them to this victory. But it was a fun game. And that's why you see him have those other games as well, because he sort of feels like it's D'Angelo Russell time. But Towns yeah. hit him with that beautiful pass last night for the three that sort of just yeah, put it gorgeous. out of reach. Uh, so, yeah, he's got this ability, D'Angelo Russell, because he's not super fast. He's not super athletic. He doesn't jump very much, but... He can get hot, and that's what the Wolves need. Their defense improved as well. It's coming together a little bit in Minnesota. Just, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure what to make of it. But because, again, Anthony Edwards, if he's going one for ten, that's not good. You mm-hmm. think, okay, where are they getting that other production from? But uh, they found it last night against a very good team. Again, close. Could have gone either way down the stretch there. And the Wolves pull it out, 32-28. and 28. They're in the play-in, guaranteed. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're hoping to be yeah. in the actual playoffs. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, getting contributions tasks. Oh, again, like the bench came through. Beasley hit a bunch of threes. And, you know, Nas Reed's out there maybe giving up some offensive rebounds, but he's banging <laughs> away. And I thought, I'm falling in love. And the more I watch of the Wolves, like Vanderbilt, 
Mm. And McDaniels. I love both of these guys. Like they feel just like those part like the 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 fourth or fifth guy you want on your team. They're like, oh yeah, that's that's awesome if they're that. Um, but this was a a pretty impressive victory, like Trey said, with Cat and Ant really not scoring all that well. It was fun to watch the Timberwolves supporting cast. I didn't think I'd be watching the John Morant versus Nas Reed show at times. <laughs> Nas Reed backup center was playing John Morant pretty well. I, I do think. Uh, on another night, the Grizzlies hit a few more shots, and this team that got 26 offensive rebounds wins the game. Uh, but they were missing shots. Jaw just had a bad night, 7 of 25, and he started limping oh, yeah. after uh, <laughs> banging up his hip, it looked like. And then he came back into the game and continued to limp. Yeah. Um, were you guys concerned? Was that the right call to keep him in the game? I was concerned when it was happening because it looked bad. Like, every it looked bad every time every he time. back down yeah. the court, but then afterwards... Uh, uh, Taylor Jenkins said it was just a cramp. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. That's fine. You'll, okay. you'll be behind the next game. Yeah. I, I I assume that he was fine because he did come back into the game. But then, yeah, the cramp kept up. Yep. <laughs> and, and people watching the game were like, what are you doing? Get him out of the game. But at the same time, the guy's scrapping for his teammates. He's showing he's making his sacrifices, which should hopefully trickle down to the rest of the guys in the playoffs. Uh, but if, if, if the cramp is still... You know, a problem today, sit him down for a couple games. But I think you got the benefit of the guy's a leader and he's putting his uh, body on the line. And that, I think the benefit will trickle down to the other guys. So it's just a bad night, I think, for John in this one. Um, I would love this in a playoff matchup. Mm. I think this would be such a great first-round series between like two young teams mm-hmm. like on the rise, want to win, obviously, and move forward. And it's a possibility, right? I, yeah. mean, I don't have the standings in front of me, but this could be like a – a 3-6 matchup or, or something like that? Absolutely. It could be. Uh, the Grizzlies are right now pretty much, I mean, not locked into that third, but they're three and a half up on the Jazz for fourth. They're probably not going to catch the Warriors there. And then, yeah, the Wolves, two and a half back of the Nuggets right now. So that one's probably going to be uh, a bit of a battle there. But I do. I would like to see these two young teams go out. But uh, I knew Jar Morant was fine because his little daughter was, uh, she saw him go down and she was like, he's fine, see? <laughs> yeah, kids know. Well, yeah. She's like, get up, daddy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Devin Booker, 20. 25 points, Suns beat the Thunder for their eighth straight victory. Let's just slip this in. Um, we got to talk a little bit about point book because Chris Paul is out. He's got the fractured right thumb. He's going to miss some time here. So that means Devin Booker, you're the playmaker. Uh, and season-high 12 assists. He had a career-high six steals as well. Still got his 25. Um, you must have been impressed with what we saw there from point book. Task because I guess I sort of had forgotten he did do this when he was losing a bunch of games on the Suns under uh, Igor, if you remember. Oh, it was, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was they were trying Devin Booker the point, so he got some reps in, and and maybe that helped him out there last night as they continued to uh, to hum along and get the victories here. No, I, did, I don't remember the Igor era. No? Um, yeah, but, it was uh, dark. <laughs> I was the only uh, Devin Booker fan out there, I felt the like. Igor era. Yeah. Igor Kokoshkov. That was one year of Igor, yeah, right? Yeah. That was a quick must have been, a, what, a 19-win year? Didn't they have like a couple 19-win like years? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they got the number one draft pick. Right. It worked yeah, out. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, they're taking they're taking Doncic. That's that's his coach. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, yeah. That's yeah uh, good point. Weird. Uh, but yeah, the Suns are going to be fine. I mean, I definitely wasn't watching a lot of this game against the OKC Thunder. But uh, yeah, the Warriors have seven more losses than them in the second seed, with wow. you know only about twenty two games to go. So it's going to be very difficult to overcome that. I think these reps are good for Devin Booker as the point guard with Chris Paul out right now because yeah again i don't think they're losing this one seed and there's going to be games where chris paul is maybe not feeling it uh or 
has foul trouble or, you know, unfortunately right now, if this injury persists a little bit um, into the first round of the playoffs, Devin Booker could be their lead guard. I'm sure the campaign was great last year. He chipped in. He won a Western Conference Finals game. But this year, it hasn't been the same for um, for campaign. So, yeah, this is these are good reps, I think. Aaron Holiday is getting the backup point guard minutes. He's like a new addition to this team. 5-5 five of five last night, 12 points, uh, 5 assists. He's playing for them. I think they're like, well, Monty Williams is like definitely leaning towards him over Alfred Payton as mm-hmm. that backup point guard. That makes sense. And Mikhail Bridges also, with no Chris Paul, Watch him and what he does. He had 21 shots. That's a lot oh, for yeah. him. I think it's the most he's taken in the game this year. 10 to 21. He had the four steals because the defense is elite, but he'll get more of a chance here to, to shoot the ball. And I just will say, you said they're like, what, seven games up on the Warriors? Six, Six and, and a half. half. Six and a half, Jeez. Seven less losses. Yeah. You, you, like, you have to find the balance, right, Monty Williams and the, and the Suns coaching staff, between the workload for Booker. Like, I don't think you don't want to go overboard. The reps are fine at the point guard. We know he can do it. But also, if you're so clear with the number one seed, there are opportunities to get him some rest and stuff like mm-hmm. that and, and just give more minutes to to Holiday and uh, Peyton. So it's just something to watch, but mm-hmm. just another win, and that's all they do. Yeah, uh, but that's the thing. Trying to be positive about the Chris Paul injuries, like this is a good opportunity mm-hmm. just to see how the Suns can close out the season because, again, it did get close-ish in that fourth quarter. And it was yeah. like, okay, Chris Paul isn't here. Who is going to step up? And, again, it's against the Thunder, fine, but... Uh, that's the thing for the Suns. Chris Paul getting a bit of rest for his legs here for pretend, pre, pretend for projected a long playoff run could work out okay if they can just sort of show, hey, we can survive without him. Yeah, it's we said it at the time. It's better that he got injured now than yeah. he got injured in you know in for May sure. or in a playoff series stuff like that. Uh, just the other games from last night, quickly. Cade Cunningham's free throws. You must mm. love this. Lead the Pistons over the Cavs. Though the Cavs had <laughs> what three chances <laughs> three, to tie this thing pretty up? open looks. Yeah, as well. all of them. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. <laughs> Couldn't knock it down, so Pistons yeah. get the win. Curry and the Warriors crushed the Blazers, just destroyed them. And uh, Jokic and Will Barton helped the Nuggets to the 128-110 win over the Kings. And I got a little trivia Ooh. for you guys oh. off of this game. Kings trivia. Wow. So, Will Barton, you know, Jokic is still the MVP uh, frontrunner, according to Basketball Reference. A lot of people have him at least top three, wherever you put him. But Will Barton, season-high 31, farting Will Barton. You know, I love to call him that. 11 for 17 overall. <laughs> He made three three-pointers. He needs just five three-pointers to pass J.R. Smith for the most three-pointers in Nuggets history. Wow. Come I was on. like, what? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> that on. can't be right. I checked it. It is. So I thought this would make a fun trivia question. Obviously, it's still J.R. Smith, number one. It's Will Barton, number two. Can you name the other eight guys on the Nuggets all-time list for three-pointers made? Well, Mellow. Mellow, yeah. Uh, well, you say that like it's a, an obvious answer. He's not there. Wow. Yeah. Chauncey Billups. Yeah. There you go. Ninth. 514. Um, Andre Miller. Andre Miller. Not there. Nah. Michael Adams. Michael Adams fourth. Uh-huh. Good stuff. Well, yeah. 630. Yeah. Jokic then? Is... Uh, Jokic is a good guess, but uh, he, it's correct. He's eighth. Sorry. Eight, I didn't yeah. think he was there. Yep. Mood Abdul-Raouf. No. No. Ooh. There's, uh, a, there's one. Uh, George. A, a current player that's going to be like taking this in, I don't know, next year he'll. Jamal Murray. Yeah, Jamal oh, Murray. He's yeah. third already. Right. Wow. Which is crazy. Uh, okay, so you need fifth, sixth, seventh, and then you need tenth. I mean, you should get oh, number Oh, Nick 10. Van Exel? No, no. Uh, I should get number ten. Yeah, that's your father. Oh, Dale. Dale Ellis. <laughs> yep, he's tenth. <laughs> on the Nuggets. On the Nuggets. Three-point wow. goals. I know. I I'm telling you, this list is him weird. On the he was the only guy who shot three-pointers. <laughs> All right, five, six, nuggets. seven. The seventh-place guy we just talked about in another game on today's show. Uh... 
Trey, I believe. Oh, Gallinari. Yeah, Gallinari, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seventh and Come on, he was a Thunder for like one second. Uh, fifth and sixth. Um, Dan Essel. No, these are these are players. <laughs> Fat league. One plays. The other guy's out of the league, I think. Uh, are players. Who play. Yeah, one guy plays. We always think he's going to be traded at the deadline. He's still there on his team. Maybe Kevin, Gary yeah. Harris. Gary Harris. Wow. <laughs> he's fifth. Wow. He's a wild. Fifth one more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this guy's sixth. Um, what can I tell you about this guy? Um, he's got a. He probably makes a lot of money seeing as basketballs are named after him. Ah, oh, Earl Wilson Chandler. Wilson Chandler. Earl Wilson. Earl Spaulding is a uh, football player in Australia, but uh, <laughs> I, was, I said Earl. I thought it's not him, and then I thought Boykins. I thought I think he makes basketball. So let's go over that again. <laughs> the all-time leaders in Nuggets history for three-pointer field goals made: J.R. Smith, Will Barton, Jamal Murray, Michael Adams, Gary Harris, Wilson Chandler, Danilo Gallinari, Jokic, Billups, and Dale Ellis. Wow. That's messed up. That is a weird list. I, I don't, and I'm glad we played that's that. That's mellow not on that. I mean... Yeah, she must just be off, right? He yeah. must be, like, just under uh, Dale Ellis, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, maybe basketball reference is wrong. Somebody can fact check me out there. I'm yeah. looking at it uh, as I'm reading no it to you way. guys. Um, just a quick question before we take our first break. Because we are in the second half, home stretch, whatever you want to call it. Is there a storyline that you guys really have your eye on? Something to watch? here in this uh, latter part of the NBA season, regular season? Well, uh, sort of referring a little bit more to the game we just saw between the uh, Grizzlies and the Timberwolves is, uh, are the Grizzlies going to be able to keep up this pace? You know, they've been an incredible story. They were 10-10 and 10 at one point. They're 41-20 and 20 right now. They've almost locked into that third place in the Western Conference. Can they keep it up? I mean, or are they going to have a little bit of a, like, sort of, maybe like we're seeing with the Cavs as well. They had such a great start to the season. Are they going to sort of drop back to, the uh, you know, regress a little bit here? to more mid-pack of the Western Conference. I think they're a very good team. They've still got Dylan Brooks to come back. They have a potential top three to five all-star uh, MVP candidate in Jar. Jaron Jackson has been incredible. Bain's been awesome. They're well coached. But it does still feel a little bit like they're playing above their head somewhat. So uh, will that even out or will they be a legit team and uh, you know carry on and have home court advantage for at least the first round and possibly beyond. Okay, so you're trying to figure out just how real these Grizzlies are. All right. What about you, Trey? It ain't sexy, but it's honestly injuries for me because look at all of the players who are hurt right now just on contending teams. Obviously, the Suns have Chris Paul out. That's huge. They can't win a championship without Chris Paul. But if he comes back and he looks fine, no problem. Same with the Warriors and Draymond Green. He's been out for a while. That's a mysterious one. Like, he was just out of the lineup one day, and now he's been out for months. They need him back to win a championship. We talked about Kevin Durant. The Bucks have Brooke Lopez played the first game of the season. Haven't heard or seen anything about him basically since. They've been trying a whole bunch of different backup bigs. I don't think they win the championship without Brooke Lopez. The Bulls' three best defensive players are out. The Nuggets might get Jamal Murray back. They might get Michael Porter Jr. back. You go further down the standings, the Hawks have no John Collins. They need him to make the play-in tournament. The Clippers might get Paul George back. The Lakers have Anthony Davis out. Who knows what's happening with Zion Williamson and the Pelicans? Like, There's a lot of huge-name players who are out of the lineups right now, all for teams that need these guys back if they're going to accomplish what they're setting out to do this season. So. It's all going to come down to, like, when these guys get healthy, when they get back up to their conditioning to get ready for the playoffs, because we're running out of time. We've got, like, six mm. or seven weeks until the playoffs yeah. starts. So, heal up, boys. Yeah. What about you, Tass? What's the storyline? 
Well, I think the Brooklyn Nets thing is, is incredibly interesting because as much as we say the Eastern Conference is wide open, it's wide open for them as well because there's lots of holes. The Bucks are giving up boards and, and giving up extra points because Brooke Lopez isn't there. You know, they should be the absolute favorite, but they have a hole. Miami Heat. They lack some half-court scoring. I think that's an issue with them. I think every, up and down the Eastern Conference, there are holes, and the Brooklyn Nets had eight games played between their top three last year. They went to the second round. It was very close. They almost yeah. knocked off the Milwaukee Bucks if they weren't hurt. So this is it's wild to think that a team that will finish you know, eighth at the best, it looks like, um, because their schedule and because they just don't have enough time to make it up from eighth to the to the Raptors' seventh spot, that they could be a team that goes to the finals, depending on how it comes together. But they're going to have like 16 games to have an incredible lineup uh, to see if they actually can put it all together. So that's, that's wild to think about. You know, the Rockets were the lowest-seeded team to win the finals, their sixth seed, you know, way back. Um the Knicks, you know, made it as an eight seed to the finals and lost, but the Nets, I think, could easily be there as well. They are uh, nothing to scoff at. So those those the 15, 16 game run that they're going to have, seventeen games maybe. I just wonder when they all come back. Are they coming back piecemeal? Or are they coming back all together? Because it's it's a weird thing happening. It's like Ben Simmons is he waiting for Kevin Durant to to come back so he can come back? Like what the hell is going on there? Uh, like w- why not come back all together? I just hope that March tenth game between the Nets and the Sixers is going to be full strength. And Danny Green, uh, Ben Simmons' former teammate, came out and said, I don't think Ben Simmons is playing. I don't think he is, but come on. Come on, Benny, let's go. What's that? I mean, basically two, two weeks away. Two weeks yesterday yeah, it was, yeah. Two weeks yeah. yesterday. Okay, there you go. Uh, one guy expected to be back tonight, I think I saw the Jimmy. reports, is James Harden. Yeah, yeah. call him Jimmy Harden. Uh, <laughs> he'll be uh, back playing for the Sixers tonight. So that's obviously a storyline to watch, too. How do Harden and Embiid work? Are they yeah. like unstoppable too there in the East, or do they have some struggles in terms of like who, who's getting the balls, who's getting the touches, where it's going in the fourth quarter? So obviously we'll be watching that one tonight. We'll be talking about it on Monday, I'm sure. Uh, let's hear from everybody out there though in the stream team storyline you're watching here in the uh, second half of the season. The home stretch is the better way to put it. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, a little is this news? This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Back with the boys in the Classic Factory for a little Friday drop. Let's play Is This News. 
We've got some headlines for you guys. And this first one, Tass, really excited to hear your take because we had NBC Sports with the headline, Disconnect between Zion Williamson and the Pelicans reportedly due to lack of trust with David Griffin. So the Pelicans and Zion making a lot of headlines over the last, I don't know, couple of days. Is this news or what do you think? I don't think this part is news yet. Why did they this whole brouhaha, this whole dust-up between Zion and the Pelicans front office start? Well, because C.J. McCollum was traded there. He had played about five games, about two weeks, and he said, I haven't heard from Zion Williamson right, yet. Right. What the hell is going on? Why hasn't Zion picked up the <laughs> phone and called him? That's why this whole thing started. And then his former teammate, J.J. Redick, came out and said, Zion Williamson kind of does this. This is a pattern of behavior from him, that he is a detached teammate. J.J. Uh, Redick was there during his rookie year, and on ESPN this week he said um, he, he just has a lack of investment in the team. He pointed out a few things, that his lack of investment in his body, uh, his work he called it, I guess that's on-court work, and his teammates. And that was back in his rookie year, and I I got to believe J.J. Redick here, in, because he did say he confronted him in front of the team during his rookie year, J.J. went up and spoke to Zion. So if we're going back to this first initial news story that Zion has a distrust with the front office, I think Zion was sort of detached in his rookie year. I'm buying what J.J. Redick is saying there. So did he have a distrust in his rookie year? I mean, I don't think so. Like, I think this is just what Zion is at 21 years old, and maybe he can turn it around. Maybe he's just young and doesn't see himself as the leader of this team and doesn't pick up his cell phone and maybe he didn't know CJ McCollum's number. I mean, that's a dumb reason. It's a dumb excuse why he wouldn't text somebody. But yeah, JJ Redick came out and claimed, come on, you text your teammate. I, I texted everybody. I texted right. Ursan Ilyasova was what JJ Redick was saying. <laughs> and I, I don't, I don't, I think JJ Redick, um, I mean, if he was going to pick one side, he would pick Zion's side because he has a beef with David Griffin himself right, because right. of the way he left uh, New Orleans and wanted to trade to the East Coast, and he traded him to Texas, and he didn't like that. So I I'm thinking uh, there's just a problem with Zion and not being a number one guy, uh, just not not uh, you know comporting himself like that, I guess is what's happening. And, and, and so that's the issue here. The distrust thing, yeah. He didn't like Stan Van Gundy. He probably got him fired. He probably got his whole staff fired. Then they traded Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who's his buddy. Uh, so maybe that pissed him off, too. Uh, Lonzo but, as well. Yeah, Lonzo as well. And then last week, the, the strangest thing of all, you know, an actual thing that happened, the Pelicans send out this season ticket promotion for next season, and the players on it are C.J. McCollum, Brandon Ingram, and I don't even remember Dallin the third Valanciunas. And not Zion. That's weird. That's weird. And then they corrected it. And threw Zion in there <laughs> afterward. Uh, but th there's a disconnect there for sure. Uh, Zion hasn't talked a lot uh, since the beginning of the season, but he did go on record, as our own Will Guillory said it on The Athletic. He came out and said, I love New Orleans. Uh, but then he kind of went into hiding. So I, I think he's 21 years old and just isn't ready for that. And if the body doesn't catch up, which is a big issue, and maybe he's not dedicated enough, then maybe he's not even going to have time to do that. Uh, maybe he's, maybe the, the body just won't react like he should like it will like like he wants it to but if he's not dedicated to it then i don't know how he's gonna put on those nikes cj mccollum has since come out and said we've talked yes we've linked up and in fact i think cj even told the media 
you know, leave him alone. Mm. Like let let him rehab, and you know, I, I don't think CJ McCollum had planned on this happening. Yeah, like, this is really what kicked it off. Yeah, I think he was just like being honest. He's like, no, I haven't talked to him, and then oh my god, this becomes a huge story, and and here we are. But you know, this whole thing, possibly this disconnect between the organization and Zion, do you think there's maybe some truth to that from what we've seen over the last couple of years? Yeah, well, we haven't seen enough of Zion. That's the problem. He's mm-hmm. always injured. He's played 85 games in his first two seasons. He came into the season. We didn't hear about that that uh, foot injury that he had to uh, get uh, repaired. And now he's got another one. So he, he's possibly out again the entire season this year, which is bad. And then he's apparently off rehabbing with his own people. That's never a good sign when someone's like, I'm just going to do it with my own people. I don't trust the organization. But, well, but that could be they could come to an agreement with the organization over like possibly. this is better if you're in X place and stuff like that. Uh, well, but, but or are you not... looking at it like uh oh, is this Kawhi Leonard and the Spurs 2.0 here? Now it's a little different because Kawhi had already signed a big deal, you yeah. know, he's been in the league a lot longer, but is that what you're concerned? That's exactly where yeah. I'm sort of going because Zion can sign his rookie extension at the end of this season as well, that massive 5-year 200 and whatever it is million dollar contract. And when he's away from the from the uh the team rehabbing, it's kind of like I don't trust those guys, but it's also like, well, you haven't been on the court long enough really to be going off with other people. You've got to get yourself healthy and get on the court. There's a lot of finger pointing going on. The fact that David Griffin has fired Alvin Gentry and he fired Stan Van Gundy after one season, he's under some pressure as well. He's made this trade to get CJ McCollum. The Pelicans absolutely must make the play-in tournament this season, with or without Zion. They've just got to show that they can sort of, they're an organization going forward, not backwards. What do you think, Trey? Well, I think Lee is right. We need to see Zion on the court. It seems like he needs to be working on his communication. He's still just in his third season. He's missed the majority of all three of the seasons. And like Lee just ran down, he's had a different coach every single year as well. So it's like an unsteady franchise, an unhealthy player, and a guy who's supposed to be the face of your franchise, the leader of your franchise who isn't healthy enough to actually be the leader of your franchise. So it's just all bad. Uh, Quite Honestly, it's a bad gumbo, if you will. <laughs> New Orleans, shout out there. But um, but yeah, I mean, the clock is ticking. That's the that's the problem is yeah. that even though Zion hasn't been on the court, he's still under contract, and that contract is coming up sooner rather than later. So, yeah, I don't know. I, the Pelicans need to make the play-in tournament. I think mm-hmm. that that is huge. Getting Zion back on the court, even if it's just for like 10 games at the end of the year, that would be huge to see as well. The two other things that stuck out to me, the Ursan Ilyasova shout out from JJ Redick, I thought was hilarious because like Ben Simmons just shouted out Ursan Ilyasova too. I'm like, what's all the Ursan Ilyasova yeah. buzz about in must, 2022? Must be a great teammate. Yeah, he must be. He's flopping around there, just shooting the wide open threes. That's all he does. And then I also thought it was funny that after Zion got called out for not texting with CJ McCollum, he put up an Instagram thanking Willie Herman Gomez. <laughs> I have a phone. <laughs> cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> cool. What What are the Pelicans going to do? You said he's only played 85 games. Got this contract extension coming up. Like, is it a like? Am I being dumb to even like question whether they just say, "Here you go. Here Here is the max. Uh, please continue to stay with us," or? Do you as an organization have to be like I don't I don't know or is it or is it like the Embiid situation where yeah. there's just a bunch of clauses in a, in this contract where you got to play X amount of minutes and stuff like that and stay healthy? Yeah, there, so he doesn't have to sign it no. this summer. He can hang on to next season and he's still a restricted free agent. Right. So then they can match any offer he gets, and then worst case scenario they can offer him the qualifying offer for that fifth season. Then he becomes unrestricted. I think they probably, as a show of good faith, want to say to him, "We believe in you." Here's your max. It's a huge gamble by the franchise. But I also think 
if there's any more sort of conflict and chaos, that could just make things even worse. So it's almost like we've got this guy. We know what the potential is there. We're gambling against the injury. So yeah. to, to certainly put in some, uh, you know, uh, criteria there that he has to meet, yeah. like the Joel Embiid. But I don't think you want to sort of show like, mm, we're not sure you might not even be able to make it through another season. So I think you have to go ahead. It's a big risk, though. Yeah, absolutely. You, would you agree with that, though? They almost have to as an organization with them? Or no? Yeah. Bah, bah. If they have <laughs> enough stipulations in there, then I think it's fine. Because even the Embiid scenario, they, they would save so much money. They'd get out of it if if the knees and uh, the ankles don't hold up in right. Embiid's situation. They've held up pretty fine. Uh, but, you know, I think what J.J. Redick is hinting at, it, it's not just that he doesn't know how to use a cell phone or he's not using a cell phone to text the guys that have been traded. It's that he isn't dedicated to his bot enough. I, I think that's that's part of it as well. And uh, so, that, yeah, that's got to be a worry is the front office. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, it was considering that we have never seen a physical uh, specimen like that in the NBA. Shaq is different. Uh, Zion is just... He's one of one. So if he's not dedicated to himself, then if they if they save themselves with a billion different stipulations, then I think it's fine. Our next headline from The Athletic. A fine website. Go get yourself a subscription. Theathletic.com slash no dunks. Uh, Knicks and Kemba Walker agree to sit the four-time All-Star for the remainder of the season. Kemba is done as a as a New York Nick at least this year and probably next for being honest. I'm sure he'll be traded, but what do you think? More bad gumbo. This is just yeah. a bummer season for Kemba Walker. He was bad to start the year, so then he was out of the lineup. He came back in during the COVID protocol time in December and January. He was balling. Then he got hurt again, came back, and he's really struggled since. It's just been zero consistency. He doesn't look like the same Kemba Walker uh, at this point. I thought it was a smart move by the Knicks to bring him in, actually. Like, a decent risk, like... You're not paying a whole bunch on his mm-hmm. contract. He might still have a little juice left in the tank, but as it turned out, not so much. So, I don't know. Looking a little bit like the Isaiah Thomas end of his career where he was on top of the world, an injury happened, and that injury just snapped, took yeah. it away so quickly. The little bit that made him special. As for the Knicks, they're three games out of 10th. Derrick Rose theoretically comes back soon. Obviously, they're going to try for the play-in, but they should try playing their young guys because I don't think the Knicks are making a whole bunch of noise in the postseason. So get quickly some run. Like, Tibbs is saying that Alec Burks is going to start. Yeah. What's the point? <laughs> What's the point <laughs> at this exactly. point? Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. why? <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> That's great. Uh, surely, That's surely. Great. Uh, I know great. Kemba defensively has been a weakness for them at yeah. times. But, I mean, it's not like the cupboard is just, like, overflowing with uh, re- replacements who are just so much better than Kemba right now. I mean, I thought he was pretty professional handling that first demotion, too, mm-hmm. where he was on the side, cheering on his guys, waiting for his opportunity. Came back one player of the week at a 44-point game. <laughs> yeah. You know, he so, had a triple-double on Christmas. Exactly. I know it wasn't efficient. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah. but, but you know, so yeah. Kemba was at least being the good teammate there. Uh, and yeah, Alec Burks, if, if that's the guy who is going to go forward with starting, it's like, well, okay, sure, great. That doesn't change anything, really. I mean, you've got to get the, Trey saying the younger guys, that's right. No, you know, when RJ Barrett is healthy, get him out there. You want to see more, of course, from uh, Mitchell Robinson. And I'm forgetting one other of their young stars Grimey. there. But, well, Grimey's been good for them, actually, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, McBride. Uh, yeah, so you may as well just say, all right, let's get these guys some experience because we're not going anywhere with Alec Burks as our starting point guard. Yeah, um, Kemba in the last like 12 or 13 games, he's obviously giving up a ton on the other end because he's not a defensive stopper, so that sucks. But he's not getting you any back, right? I mean, he was scoring 
eight points a game. He was shooting 37% over his last stretch here where Trey said he came back from the injury. And I'm with you, Trey. It's like very IT-like. He's a small guard, mm-hmm. and the explosiveness is gone. Yeah. It's like zapped from him, and it's it's a shame. But, you know, maybe he has those odd little bursts here and there, but night in, night out, he's given up a ton of points on one end, and he's not hitting shots, Tass. So uh, I think he's going to be – he's obviously not playing for the rest of the season. He'll be an expiring contract that you can probably move. It's not gigantic. Maybe you get something back. Maybe you don't, uh, and, and they go on from here. But I also think it was worth the risk with him. I thought oh, Kemba yeah. looked great in the bubble. I thought there was moments where he looked really good at times in the bubble, um, which is, I guess, an eternity ago at this point. It was, yeah. yeah but- that, that was his late uh, 20s. Now he's in his early 30s. <laughs> Things. Just I like mean, that. it is. It, it happens just like that in terms of the explosiveness for yeah, small guard, as you said. The problem is he could maybe be a six-man, but the, the, the Knicks just have so many good players – but not great players. It's like Kemba could be their starter, but there's nobody that's good enough to really knock him out of the starting spot. They're just they they just handcuff themselves by signing so many good players. They literally have a bunch of solid guys, <laughs> but no one that's really great. And now they have more solid guys. Like Alec Burks is going to come in there and take potentially Deuce McBride's minutes or whoever. There's just there's a bunch of vets. They sign they sign these guys like they were going to help out a, a championship level team. Like that's what you're doing when you're signing all of these types of dudes like Alec Burks like okay he can come in and chip in 10-15 minutes no, actually no he's our starter and Derek Rose can is the same sort of guy as as Kemba Walker now so that's uh yeah they've handcuffed themselves there's there have so many vets that Thibodeau has still got the excuse to play these guys and their young guys are not going to play and it's not just this year I mean Fournier is signed forever. Burks is signed for another two years. Noel is signed for another two years. So, uh, I mean, they have they have to do some real rejigging this offseason to change up, to get a little bit more dynamic and a little bit more athletic. Final headline here from Blazer's Edge. Yusuf Nurkic to miss four weeks due to plantar fasciitis. Liam, is this news? Uh, it's uh, bad news for Yusuf Nurkic, but it's probably not the worst news for the Blazers if they're hoping to get a higher draft pick. They're still in the playing tournament right now, but now they're very, very thin in the middle. They just signed, uh, they picked up Drew Eubanks, so he's probably going to be their starting center yeah. for the remainder of the season. He started last night, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did. Um, and Justice Winslow is one of those guys who's kind of a undersized big, so he probably gets the other minutes there. But for the Blazers... Yeah, look forward, not back. Yeah. And uh, if you can drop down, let the Spurs and the Pelicans fight over that last playing spot, maybe that's not the worst thing in the world. So they say he's been playing through this injury for a long time. You know, They say it's since September, but he's been playing well. They're going to reevaluate him at the end of four weeks, so it's not like they're saying he's done for the season. But, Trey, do you believe this is the Blazers going, well, crap, we just won four <laughs> games in a row before the trade deadline, or excuse me, before yeah. the All-Star break. We don't want to be in the play-in. We want a high draft pick. Nurk, he's balling right now. Just, oh, is the foot sore? Yeah. Just rest, buddy. I mean, that's what this is, right? Yeah, he just had 32-8 and eight against yeah. the Grizzlies, yeah, who are like on. one of the better <laughs> defensive and interior teams in the league. That was right before the All-Star break. But, uh, yeah, I guess... I guess they finally found the right guy to shut down for the season because, you know, they shut down Lillard. He's not coming back, uh, but the team was still hanging in the play-in tournament. They traded McCollum, so he's gone. Team's still hanging in the play-in tournament. Keep winning games. Finally set down Nurkic and lost by 40 points. So, great move by Chauncey Phillips (laughs) and the crew. Yeah, but would Nurk agree to that, being that he is a free agent this coming offseason? Probably. He's probably like, get me healthy so I can get on a team here. Yeah. I guess if he is really injured, then yes. Uh, it could be something that lingers, plantar fasciitis. 
lingers, but he's had some good games recently. Yeah, he was averaging uh, 21, 14, and 4 on 60% shooting during that little four-game win streak. For playing the, his way out of the, the rotation. It's strange. I saw my favorite comment was uh, plantar fasciitis just so happens to be Latin for top five draft pick <laughs> uh, because they're like, yep, sit him. He's helping us win too many games, and yeah. I, I think that's what's going on. Uh, the benefit is uh, Trendon Watford, one of the best NBA names, I it's think, name. is into the rotation. He is a backup center, signed like a uh, Lou Dort-type four-year contract just now. You know, a little short contract makes some money. Trendon Watford, I love that name. <laughs> also, I'm uh, more of a Kelgen Blevins fan myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're a real Kyle Guy type of guy. Kyle Guy is the type of guy. <laughs> You know, uh, just, Justin Champagny, if we were looking for deep, great names in the league. Uh, the thing is, yeah, the Blazers are 10th. What? Just include everybody in the play-in tournament. <laughs> Who cares? What is this, the bubble? The Spurs, the Pelicans are knocking on the door. It, it feels like everybody is still in the play-in tournament. The Blazers won't be. Uh, no, they They're shouldn't They're going to be gone be. in a hurry. I don't know. Simons can still... Oh, they're going to... I mean, do you think the Spurs and Pelicans are and Kings are coming for their spot? <laughs> Not the Kings. No. no. I no. Mean... Spurs, the Spurs. Maybe on accident. They yeah. just, just traded Eubanks, though. So I, don't know. <laughs> I, I, the, I just think the, the Blazers want to get the hell out of that race, and, and this is why Nurk is being sat down at this point. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but you're right. I mean, those those teams behind them, they don't instill a ton of confidence. Yeah. I guess the Pelicans uh, of the bunch there with McCollum and that deal they made and, and Griffin trying to save his job, as you guys just talked about, like they want to get in there. So, yeah, it'll probably be theirs is my is my point. Yep. <laughs> but who knows? It's not like the guys that the Blazers are going to play are going to be like, yeah, let's go out and lose. Mm. No, they're, they're going to be like, Let's go out, <laughs> get ours, and maybe we end up in some in some victories. But you got Hart, you got Winslow, and 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 Simons, like you said, these guys are going to put up some uh, put up some uh, box score stats for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's uh, is this news. Why don't we before we take our last break, do a little tweet of the night? Because I got some mm. some great ones tweet here. Uh, I got I got three. Wow, wow. we've been gone tweets. for a while, right? I thought oh, we've been gone for so long. Let's do a couple fun tweets. So a couple of them, actually, really all of them. Um, the, the photo is an important part. So maybe jump over to YouTube and check out this part of the podcast if you're listening. Uh, first one's from Dwayne Wade. Uh, he tweeted, uh, this great photo of the top 75 celebration uh, over All-Star Weekend. Dudes when they get a night with the homies. Yeah, yeah, Crying yeah, emoji, yeah. laughing emoji. Uh, and it's a pic for those listening of uh, Gary Payton, Michael Jordan, Jason Kidd, and Dwayne Wade just giggling away. Trouble here. Yeah, this is the happiest Michael Jordan has ever. Oh, I know. Facts. There's one of him and Kawhi Leonard. Oh. He's, got, he's like hugging. Kawhi's him. like grinning yeah. ear to ear, and he almost <laughs> didn't even show up to it. And ended up yeah. having the time of his life. Yep. Wow, amazing stuff. <laughs> so I love that. Just a funny. Caption there, of course. Michael Wade. Jordan's face here is ridiculous, yeah. man. I've never seen his face look like that. <laughs> He's never been that giddy. <laughs> uh, okay, keeping with the photos here, this is from uh, our good friend at Andrew K. Schlecht. This is last night. This is uh, Shea Gildas Alexander showing up to the game. He was back in the lineup. What a look here. Uh, and, and Andrew is asking, do we know what this outfit is called? Does it have yeah. a name? Uh, Trey, you are our fashion guru like how could could you at least describe this look for someone listening to the podcast well i would say he's wearing an oatmeal colored fleece with a snorkel hood okay. yep. yeah. nearly yep. a balaclava and yep. then he's wearing a very puffy almost fisherman-y 
sort of vest, like with the pockets on it and the cut of it, but obviously it's way more stylish than that. Uh, <laughs> this is a great is it stylish. Is it stylish? Well, uh, fashion forward, we'll say. Yeah, we'll say, yeah. But uh, the full zipped up hood is hilarious to me, just showing a tiny bit of your face. It looks sort of like uh, the the Thunder Plane just had to make an emergency landing in the middle of Alaska, <laughs> yeah. and you had to put on your. Uh, your, your um, you know, life vest, I guess, that inflates <laughs> yeah. on the plane. And then he's like, well, it's cold out there too, so we better bundle up. But what do you think, Lee? Would yeah, you I, that? I just don't get the life vesty part of it. I, oh, I think, cool, uh, man. you know, otherwise it sort of almost looks like sometimes when they're doing NBA 2K and they've got to put all the things on the player to get the movements right. It's almost like... <laughs> The comfy version of yeah. that. Yeah. One, one of those ones when, when Andrew tweeted, I'm like, who is that? I can't even quite make out that who that is at the start. And then you're like, okay, yeah, it's it's Shay. It does look like an emergency situation because yeah. that's yeah. a sloppy t shirt underneath too. Yeah. Like what is that t shirt all about? Well, that's that's, that's a bad look. But because he plays in OKC, he kinda goes overlooked, but he wears some wild. Oh stuff. yeah, he's on a lot of flavor. like uh you know the I guess who's doing those like Bleacher Report or League Fits or whatever. Mm. Like yeah, he's on a lot of the lists with the uh, most fashionable guys. It's but you're right. There's some out there things. Uh, final one. Yeah, I got one more tweet for you guys from discussing <laughs> film. Shout Factory has acquired Elf with plans to bring the character back. Quote in a totally new way with new <laughs> content, unseen art, and restored footage not seen in 30 years. This is the moment Elf fans have been waiting for. You're damn right it is. And I'm taking full credit for this one. I feel like I said Elf was going to be coming back like a couple months ago to you guys here on the show. Or I was like at least perplexed why every other show has been rebooted or come back. Mm. And why not Elf? Mm. Because it sucked. No, I've never watched Elf. I did watch it. You bullshit. I did watch it. Because he used to try to, he was always going to eat the cat, Hell the family yeah. cat. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, uh, and the old man was like, you know, stop eating the cat or don't try to eat the cat. Oh, no, will he? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, Elf is coming back. I'm a little, like, I'm a little perplexed by this tweet. Unseen art and the restored footage. I, yeah. I don't really get what's going on yeah. here. It doesn't sound like a show. It just sounds like. It just uh, sounds like they're like. Really, just gonna re an Instagram it. account? Like, yeah, the Elf archives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, JD. Any thoughts on uh, the Elf comeback that we've all been waiting for, or at least Elf fans like me have been waiting for? Uh, I have zero thoughts on it. What? <laughs> well, I never like like Lee. I've never watched the show, so uh, I have. Yeah, no. Well, then that's even all. more of a reason for you to be excited. I mean, yeah, it's. I never really watched the first Prince of Bel Air, and I'm not watching Bel Air either. No, I, just, I, haven't, uh, I haven't started yet. It's no. like part of the part of it is comparing it to the original. I've never really watched Alf. I mean, the things that I have seen of Alf, it looks awful. Like, <laughs> just brutal. Alpha. Yeah, yeah, awful. It was. Uh, it was number one when Seinfeld started. Yeah, because it was great. Yeah, that just shows like the bar was pretty low. Now, here's all I'm asking for. You know where I'm going to go with this. Let's see his feet. Let's see Elf's legs. Those were the number one episodes. Trust me. Gotta see his feet. Those were the number one episodes. <laughs> yeah, well, it was cool. <laughs> Whoa, look at those feet. Yeah, because you don't see them often. Uh, I thought right. you were going to say they got to decapitalize the last two letters of his name. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Miami Heat. Yeah, no, yeah. it works for Al for yeah. me. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it. Lifeform, it's a, that's his name. Yeah, yeah, it's an acronym. Yeah. 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 From Melmac. 
That's uh, right. That's yeah, planet. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, yeah. I might have to do a whole podcast on this elf reboot <laughs> or whatever the hell this is. <laughs> I, I want in on that. Okay. Sure. Let us know uh, in the stream team. Let us know uh, on Twitter at No Dunk Sync. Thumbs up or thumbs down on an, on us doing an elf podcast whenever this show comes back. Whatever the hell this is. Yeah. Do you think it's going to be... Like Bel Air, do you think it's going to be a gritty reboot? <laughs> oh, <hopefully. laughs> oh, oh my god! Like he scares the cats. Well, like he's, he's, he's chowing down every oh, episode. Wow! <laughs> Put it on HBO so you can really see the core. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could do like uh, what was um. What was the uh, little uh, uh, the stuffed animal that bear? What was that that uh, movie? Teddy Ruxpin? Teddy? No, Wait. not. No, Ted. Like, Ted. 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 Yeah, yeah. Like that was like, uh, rate, was it rated R? Probably. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Like, you could go that way with Elf. Yeah. I mean, just <laughs> Absolutely. Like, sicko and so yeah, yeah. Well, you may as well. Yeah. I mean, why not? They've run out of ideas, so let's just make it like a uh, you know, adults only version of Elf. Thriller Elf. Why not? Horror Elf. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You want to start writing it? Let's write the script, man. Let's do it. Uh, all right. So those are the tweets of the night slash really weak. Let's take our final break. Was there we come a movie? Back. It's uh, on the internet. It says the series ended with a cliffhanger finale that was followed by a movie in '96 that answered some questions for fans. <laughs> Warner Brothers. Questions. I didn't know this. Warner Brothers announced an Alf reboot in 2018, but the project was canceled before it could begin. Now it's back, baby. There's an elf movie. I don't know. How many unanswered questions yeah. did the elf fans have? They had to come out with a movie and a series to answer all these questions. Who, who's going to be elf then? Who gets the plop, the plop job as elf? Uh, you know? I don't know. And the rap, the rap here, the rap.com writes, a gritty elf reboot oh, is coming. It could be gritty. Oh, my God. Gritty. Gritty elf. Gritty should play elf. <laughs> <laughs> that would not be cool and idea. weird. Not bad at all. <laughs> okay. We're going to take our final break. When we come back, uh, we're going to be making some new pick em picks uh, as we start to wrap up the month of February. Task needs this one tonight. And we got some rapid fire fun. We'll be right back. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back with No Dunks here in the Classic Factory. Before we get to tonight's Pick'em, brought to you by BetMGM, just to uh, get the February records out there for everybody. Maybe you've forgotten. I'm 10-3, and three, Lee's 9-4. and four. We're clear, my man. We're good. Okay. Good nice. months. Good stuff. Trace 6-7, and seven, Tass is 4-9. and nine. Mm. Okay? There's tonight's game here in February on a Friday night, and then I guess you got Monday to play with, too. So you need this one tonight. You're two games back from TK. Uh, what is tonight's game? I was dumb and I got desperate on our last daily show, but here we are in desperation mode. Mm. There's nine games tonight. ESPN went with the big market games that some people will not care about. Heat, Knicks, Clippers, Lakers. But there's some other doozies. Raps, Hornets, 76ers, Timberwolves, and then our game Mavericks, Jazz. So Trey picked 
the Mavs, so of course I'm taking the Jazz to try and get both these games right and tie him up. Also joining Trey is Lee and Skeets joining me on the Utah Jazz bandwagon. The line is six and a half. I the Jazz, that was weird. Have, Jazz have to win by seven or more. That's yep, it's quite large. Yeah. Mavs just can lose by six or less. All right, so there you go. Task to stay alive here in the month of February needs the Jazz to win by seven points or more. Mm-hmm. Let's wrap up this drop podcast with a little rapid fire fun. TK, you got the questions this week. I've been waiting to ask y'all this question for a week. <laughs> Where's Wancho? Ah, He's in a movie. Yeah. Netflix recently released a trailer for a new film called Hustle, starring noted hoops fan and pickup basketball aficionado Adam Sandler and the NBA's own Wancho Hernan Gomez. It's a weird sentence, but I want you to make a weirder one. <laughs> Put an NBA player in a movie with a Saturday Night Live alum and give it a name. Skeets. Chris Kamen and Chris Kattan are cavemen. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Just sounded like a real possible movie. That's definitely a possible movie. I can see Chris Kamen and Chris Kattan playing a character like that. Yeah, I picture it it like Chris Kamen more of the caveman vibe, but then (laughs) Kattan would be like, he would be a caveman, but he's like this little weakling, and it's like he doesn't know how to do anything. So there, that would—that's where the humor lies. Mm. <laughs> but let's get Elf in it too. Yeah, yeah I think not? Elf can make an appearance. Yeah, I saw Corky Romano in a theater, so I'm buying a ticket to that. <laughs> All right, uh, JD, what's your NBA Saturday Night Live movie? Yeah, still workshopping this a little bit, but one of my favorite characters from the. SNL universe? Is that a thing? Sure. 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 Is uh, Debbie Downer, the great Rachel Dratch. Yep. And uh, I always thought she should have a movie. And who better to team up with Debbie Downer but the most positive person I can think of in the NBA? And that, of course, is Bill Walton. And I'm just going <laughs> to just call it Debbie Downer, but they just go on a road trip. <laughs> Debbie Downer and Bill Walton. I think it would be hilarious. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, hit me up, Hollywood. Nice hit me up. Juxtaposition there. <laughs> love it. I love it. Lee, what you um, got? So, you know, the fashion industry is a very competitive field, right? Yeah. So I'm going with Adam Sandler, and I'm going with Tracy McGrady, and it's all about a tailored industry for clothes, and it's called Uncut Hems. <laughs> bars. Wow. Honestly, bars. Man, that was very good. <laughs> He's so proud. He's so fucking proud of himself. From the studio who brought you uncooked carrots. <laughs> Last weekend's dunk contest was not great, but we came up with some pretty solid ideas to bring it back to its glory. What's something else that needs fixing, and how would you fix it, Skeets? The Apple TV remote. Mm. All iterations of it. I know it's gotten a little bit better. I think, like, this one, the current one, at least, like, the Gen 2 one, a bit better than the one before that was, like, you breathe on it, and it's suddenly picking something you don't want. <laughs> it's just too sensitive. Mm. Uh, and I think we can do better. Apple, so it's a, it's, I, I, I don't really have all the ideas how to fix it, but I know it can be better, Trey. It needs to be a better it's one. It's not good. Um, I'm like a Gen 1 Apple TV, and that oh. was like the skinny yeah. remote. I called it Stick Sticky. That thing was like, <laughs> you would lose it every time you Oh, go, yeah, oh, well, that's the other yeah. part. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. I, I think it works great. No. You just lose it. It doesn't work when I you can't find it. There's one, Make it bigger. There's one. It's the one after that. It The, the trackpad on it is insanely sensitive. And now, yeah. like, the, the Gen 2, again, it's a bit better. They got rid of that, but... uh 
You're right. You lose them all the time. So I we can do better. Make it like an old person's cell phone or like a kid's cell phone where they have like four <laughs> buttons, but it's like the size of a book. Fine. Yeah, then them. you won't lose it. Yeah. I guess the new one's got the whole Siri element to it, but I don't like Siri. I, don't, I, just, I just don't use it. You can't delete it from your phone. Like It's got to stay on there. I've, been, I've tried a few times. Siri? Like, yeah. You tried to delete Siri? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Man, that's ruthless. Yeah, <laughs> they're listening, really man. Like they're her. listening. I'm trying to shut off the communication. <laughs> All right, tried yeah. to delete her. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> Get out of here, Siri. Damn, yeah, that's that's tough, bro. <laughs> JD, what's something that needs fixing? How would you fix it? Uh, I'm going with the Oscars. Uh, they're desperately trying to fix the Oscars. Yep. Uh, they're dropping two of my favorite categories: editing oh. and score. Yeah. What are you doing, Oscars? <laughs> That's not the solution. That is not the solution. Here's an idea. Make it entertaining. You've got the <laughs> best of the best of Hollywood. Do a good show. Maybe maybe people will watch it. I don't know. Anyways, that's my solution is do better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is there a better show? Do is there better, an award? Mr. Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> is there an award show that they can emulate? Because Well, the Golden Globes is always better. Yeah. But why? You, f you feed them. Yeah. You give them a lot of booze. booze right. Yeah. And it's just more of a free-flowing, fun affair. Yeah. And usually they yeah. have a host. They have, they haven't had a host the last few years. So it's a big circle jerk. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, it's supposed to be a circle I know. jerk. <laughs> I want a circle. Call jerk. it the circle jerks. <laughs> you <laughs> might as well. Good. Oh, yeah. here's another tip. <laughs> Nominate movies that some people have seen. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. And maybe some good ones. I mean. The power of the dog is uh, going to win. Apparently. I know. <laughs> That's crazy. I know. Now I have to finish it. Maybe hey, it gets good. Uh, hey, uh, I don't know. I watched. Mm. Um, I, I watched over this little break. Encanto. Mm. And what was the thing you were talking about with the songs? Like you were saying the one banger song, mm. which was what Bru the Bruno one. We don't Bruno. talk about Bruno. Yeah, yeah, that one is not nominated because of this weird timing issue. Or is that what it yeah, was? Yeah. Or yeah. they just had to guess. I it guess it came out after the nominations, so they had to guess. The movie came out after yeah. the nominations deadline. And which one did they go with? Do you remember? I'm uh, Mariposa. Dos Oraguitas. Okay. Okay. But yeah. Still yeah. <laughs> no Bruno. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, good movie. Yeah. It's fun. I was entertained. Good Not music. nominated for Best Picture, is it? Oh, and don't look up. Did you guys see that? I did. Yeah. No. Look no, up. I did. Awful. I must have. Yeah. Awful. Wow. I was looking so forward to that movie. I was looking so up. <laughs> I was uh, here's so what up. you do. You put uh, Project Elf, the 96 movie, <laughs> in every category. <laughs> Just as a little nod. Uh, okay. What do you got there, uh, Lily? Uh, yeah, well, so you know I'm a big sports guy. <laughs> right. So you know, I don't like hamming stuff. Yeah. So but, uh, sports hold on, hold on. I know he's gonna he's gonna reach behind him here. Yeah, soon. Yeah. Well, we had the Super Bowl recently. We talked about. It. I've been in North America, living here now, sixteen years. Haven't got into American football. Right. Even though um, you love sports. Yeah. Yeah. And the problem isn't me. The problem is the game. I mean, so I'm here <laughs> to uh, fix the game and improve it okay. to make it a little bit more appealing to. Uh, into the international audience. Okay. Um, now, I've got two questions first. Tell me if this is both true. The quarterback, if he's running along and the defenders come at him, he can just run out of bounds and keep possession like it's not a turnover. Is that true? Yeah, yes. you run out of bounds. Yeah. Madness. Absolute madness. Okay. Another one. The quarterback, he's got the ball. Defense is coming at him. He can just throw it on the ground 
and he keeps possession. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, he's got to be like out of the pocket. There are some some. Uh, what's the actual St- infraction? There's some stipulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might get an intentional intentional grounding, grounding that's if the you're word in the I'm pocket. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so well, that's a little deep, but for me, that's too obvious. But they throw it away a lot of the turnover, times. Turnover. Yeah, yeah. In no other sport is that not a turn. You can't just throw the ball away and keep possession. <laughs> Imagine true. in basketball, you were point. dribbling and the, the trap came, and you said, "Well, I'll just step out of bounds, and then we get the ball." Again. Yeah, it's good. You know? Yeah. You know what I mean? So anyway, that's a couple of problems there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The other problem is um, the, the 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 posts, right? You've got the post with a with a H. So what sure. I would do is I would take the H. I think it's more of a yay. <laughs> right. Well, I, I would take that out, right, and put it to the side, and then to even it out, I'd put another smaller one to the other side of it, right. So you've got now four posts instead of two, and instead of a rectangle, I'd make it an oval shape. Right. Yeah, yeah, I, I see where you're right. right. And yeah, I wouldn't have no offense and no defense. Everyone who's out there has yeah, to play. Yep. Right. Maybe make the shorts tighter. Maybe make the shorts a little bit tighter. That's another <laughs> thing. And then the last, the yep. last thing, yep. the last thing, I would actually make the ball a little less pointy. In fact, I've got a prototype. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's see it. I would, I would make the ball a little bit more like this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's a little rounder, a little softer. Yeah. Not quite as sharp and as pointy. Not as dangerous. I would make a <laughs> bunch <laughs> of the players Australian too. <laughs> Not necessarily. Oh, but ninety no, percent I mean, at least. Not necessarily. I would change the name from National Football Game to the American Football League. <laughs> so then, you know, this one's ready to go. So, yeah. I just think, you know, a few little tweaks here and there. What about this at the Super Bowl? Yeah. If they continue to call it that. Yeah. At halftime, line up the fastest guys in the league. Have a race. That's an. In- that's that's an awesome one thing idea. the Super Bowl yeah. should actually do. The yeah. NFL should do. Yeah. That's what they did yeah. there in the AFL. And Super Bowl. Let's move. Let's call it the final. It's the final game. It's a grand finale. Yeah. Let's call it the grand final. Sure. <laughs> of the football. Sure. There you go. All Fixed. great ideas. <laughs> nice. Can't wait to kick that around in the studio with you later and bring something. Yeah, I haven't seen this. Yeah, before. yeah. it's actually that. nice. I forgot uh, yeah. how not dangerous it is. <laughs> well, that one's a good indoor one. Yeah, yeah. it's a lot yeah. softer. So. Good Sherwin, yeah. the kangaroo brand. <laughs> Players miss so many games falling on the points of the football. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. They really need to Eyes. shave off the sides. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, you remember what happened uh, to the guy who got poked in the eye with a football? Yeah, <laughs> slinging that hog skin right into his eye. <laughs> Bad stuff. What I really. <laughs> <laughs> <Final one. laughs> the NBA's 75 greatest players wore navy blazers with diamond patches to the ceremony in Cleveland. But as we've seen this week, they did indeed <laughs> get custom Jeff Hamilton leather jackets honoring their time in the NBA. If you had Jeff on retainer stitching you some custom leathers... Skeets, what would you want on oh, the sleeves? Man, I was telling you guys all about Jeff Hamilton. I said these jackets existed, and as we saw, right, buddy. everybody was getting them and putting them on. Why weren't they wearing them there uh, on the weekend? No one knows. Um, but what would I put on my custom leather from my man Jeff, my cool Jeff? Um, I think, and I think, JD, you have a photo. There's that bobblehead of me that you use. Um, I forget who created this for Same. us. I think uh, it was uh, Stefan. Oh, was yeah. it? Okay. Oh, Stefan yeah. oh, Vasilev. Vasilev. Okay, mm-hmm. well... There's this this funny little photo of me and my big old head there. Um, but what I like and what would be my custom patch would be that globe, the world, that is in the shape of, you know, a candy, mm-hmm. in a candy wrapper, because it's good morning, sweet world. So I think I would take, I'd put that as like the logo right, there. It's right. sort of, you know, it's a circular logo with the little uh, plastic little ties, I guess, if sure. you're calling that on the end. So I'll go with that. I love it. You I think, think that's, that's cool. like a Lindor truffle? 
Is that what they're called? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe the eyes are very good, yeah. Right. I've never seen the Earth version. <laughs> yeah, same. A lot chuckier. Yeah. A lot more dirt in it. JB, what are you getting on your leathers from Jeff? Yeah, I didn't uh, overthink this. I just uh, made a list of all the places I worked, because that's basically what it is. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Toronto Star, Globe and Mail, Bean a Pharmacy. Bermuda Schwartz, that's a restaurant. The CN Tower, <laughs> it was the world's tallest freestanding structure at the time. Uh, Ginsburg and Wong, that's a restaurant. Harrington Kilbride, that's a publishing house. Eastside Mario's, that's also a restaurant. Yep. The Pink Palace, cheesy resort in Greece. Fast Eddie's, cheesy restaurant in Melbourne, Australia. Uh, the Hard Rock Cafe. Elephant Castle, that's a pub. Uh, Supersonics Productions. Dudley Scott Productions, those are sound audio houses. Uh, the score, NBA TV, and The Athletic. Wow. Those are not all my jobs, but those are the jobs I... Actually, I did get fired from NBA TV <laughs> and The Score. <laughs> okay. Well, anyways, I worked there for a significant amount of yeah, time. So. Yeah. yeah. What? Could... Did you say Bermuda Schwartz? Yeah, that was a restaurant. It was a dishwasher there. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 80s. The 80s, man. It's crazy times. And what, what was the vibe of that place? Like, people wearing literally Bermuda, wearing shorts? Yeah, and Hawaiian shirts, shirts wow. and Bermuda shorts. Cool. And, uh, not cool. Not Sounds cool like a place all. Jeff Hamilton would like. Oh, he'd love it. <laughs> love it. We gotta get him on the show. Yeah, still. Jeff parties, no doubt. Fucks. Leather's on though. Lee, what are you putting uh, on your leathers? From yeah, from I, uh, Jeffrey. I met this guy once on on a beach in Spain somewhere, and he was getting a flag of every country that he'd been to tattooed on his back. And, it was, and I was like, wow. sounds like my a, buddy Grish would do yeah. that. Yeah, and I was like, that's not a bad idea. And I was like, hmm, do I want to go down that path? I never did, but now this is the perfect opportunity. Right, yeah. yeah, just put them all in the patches there, so uh, I could walk around to Grish's house and just, you know, we can have a little pissing contest yeah. about which countries we've been to and stuff. And uh, here you go, Grish, check out these babies. <laughs> you know, Grish would come back with the tattoos and the jacket yeah. as well the next yeah. day. So. Well, who's, who's uh, is he leading? Yeah, I think he's Grish leading has got you. me. He's got me. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's about twenty up on me. So. Oh, jeez, yeah. you got some work to do. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but has he been to Syria? Probably. I don't think so. I don't think, I don't think so. There's one or two in there that we have. He hasn't been to one like uh, Sweden or somewhere. Like, like a, oh, you know, been to one of a loser. I know, no, but that's like. Is he caught himself a trap? Are you going to Sweden? When he's living in Dubai, he's ticked off a lot of those countries down there Oman and yeah. you know, Dubai for one. I haven't even been there. So he's got me there. Oh, I got you there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you got me there. I know. I know. So, right. UAE. But yeah. <laughs> good point. <laughs> the good thing, though, is that when you get your Jeff Hamilton jacket, if you do your classic arms forward, everybody will see everywhere you've traveled to. Yeah. That'd be perfect. And that's the pose you do when you're standing in front of a Exactly. Place. Like yeah. That. yeah. Yeah. See my sleeves. Yeah. There you go. All right. That's rapid fire. That's the drop podcast. Again, it feels weird. I feel like I keep thinking this is Monday. We'll be here all week. But uh, we came back to do the drop to end this week after a couple days off. If you haven't, Highly recommend you check out either in podcast form or our YouTube shows of our top 75 guests of all time. Again, Tass and JD knocked this out of the park. We had a blast reminiscing. There were some great arguments about memories and how things went down. I forgot the hilarity of and that Matt one. Matt even chimed in on no, that. No, Matt, it's great. It's great. So uh, we think you'll like it. And it's really fun. I think I saw people commenting in the YouTube like uh, comments like, I'm sort of new to the show. I only found out about the show in the last year or two. I didn't even know you guys... I didn't know you worked at Bermuda Schwartz, you know, and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, 
a trip down memory lane for all the longtime listeners and watchers, but uh, for those new fans, uh, you can see all the interactions we had with a bunch of, you know, WNBA players, NBA players, and a bunch of other random people, including including uh, the, the the mayor of Flavortown. Mm. <laughs> he retweeted it too. I know, I did see that. Yeah. He retweeted or just like it? Uh, maybe it was a like. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Respect, nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, uh, a little respect. Send in your questions to No Dunks. No dunks at theathletic.com to get all your emails in. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok at No Dunks Inc. Get yourself that athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. And finally, get yourself some No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. We will be back on Monday for our NBA weekend. Winners and losers can't wait to talk about James Harden's um, Sixers debut, which should be happening tonight. So we'll talk about all of that on Monday. We'll see you then. Clipper Rose. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, little known fact about Guy Fieri, he worked at Bermuda Schwartz. (laughs) Maybe. No, he didn't. But whatever. Brace the weekend, people.